The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You welcome back to the show, Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Off the ball is Joy Gilroy with me to continue the rugby celebrations. Is that right? I presume your kids have uh, joined Kilkenny Rugby Club. I actually was going to take uh, a video and send it to you of my kids singing the national anthem "Our On Levine" because you were adamant that they learn. I bet uh, you they know Ireland's call. They, they don't have a clue what Ireland's call is. Really? No, they do not have a clue. They I, can sing "Our On Levine" though. I, I like I, I'm. Astonished, I have to say. I yeah, am, I am astonished by this because, um, yeah, did they just? Is there a conscientious objection in the uh, ECCE years in Kilkenny that they don't teach Ireland's call? Uh, I guess there's just maybe a, a conscious decision to teach things that are worthwhile. Whoa, shots fired! Yeah, you know, and they You're have not value. buying the whole that um, you know it helps to reach across the barricades and it, it brings our unionist brethren closer. No, to us no, I'm one of those. A United Ireland should look like the 26 counties, but we just annex the North. Well, I mean, that's I'm one of those people, Jerry. Our experience, you know? so you know, why yeah, not do unto you as you were done unto. Exactly, <laughs> that's the you future. Know, vengeance is the way forward, exactly. you know, and revenge. Contract um, written in blood. Um, it's good that we can celebrate the rugby by talking about the national question, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's the looming elephant in the room every time this conversation happens. I actually, I, I enjoyed the rugby at the weekend. I did. I went out and I watched it in a public house, right? Uh, you know, with a few friends of mine, with malice aforethought. You planned to go and watch a rugby match with your mates. Yeah, did. there wasn't even a, a, a fig leaf of a hurling match on in the background, or well, there was, uh, or a soccer match. Like, wow, you've uh, changed, could he? Yeah, and I, I would even go so far as to say the rugby was more enjoyable than Kilkenny and Watford in the park the same weekend, which was the most miserable seventy minutes of hurling I think I've possibly ever seen, and I've seen some pretty miserable hurling uh, in my time. So the rugby was great. Yeah, it is actually an interesting. Uh, so the the obviously the viewership figures were huge. Um, this notion that rugby was uh, it's they always talk about well, we're the fourth most popular sport. They are by uh, numbers playing and all that kind of stuff. But I do think the sneaking regarders have like crossed over into full blown uh, Homer yeah. Simpson front runners go sports team. And uh, and it's it's like a, rugby's in a sweet spot now where it really needs to try and broaden its appeal to make sure that your kids are actually legitimately, they know the fixtures, they know the names, they know the players. And I think, they, I think they're very good at doing it, you know. But if you think about where they've come from in the last 25 years to where they are now, that's a transformational, you know, by any, by marketing, by investment, by good quality coaching, by good players, yeah. by uh, generally good ambassadors, notwithstanding some issues along the way. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, they're in a really, really sweet spot now. All set up for the traditional letdown in the World Cup. Yeah, I like joking aside, but I did go to the pub to watch it, and there is no way you could have walked into that pub and and took a look around and said, "Well, this is just the usual Alicadoos who you'd imagine to be in a pub watching a rugby match." Now I know, right, a six and eight or Grand Slam decider. You're all, you know, there's going to be kind of people sucked into watching it. Uh, that might not necessarily like but I didn't watch any other was, matches in the pub but there's it, they knew it was coming yeah they'd planned for it they didn't accidentally go they're not watching they're not there in the pub and the game is on they're in the pub because of the game yeah and um, you know that's a transformational thing that has happened that wouldn't as like I'd, so you would know in Kilkenny 20 years ago when you were going drinking first if the game was on you would have happened to be there when the game was on as opposed to meeting your mates for the game yeah possibly yeah yeah, twenty years ago, probably. Yeah, um, that's actually a big change. It is a big change, but I matter, just, how but like, how 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 deep though is that? Well, it's deep. because 
Munster rugby, right? So there was loads of Lunster fans yeah. a few years ago. There's a there there are far fewer of them around today, yeah. and it's because Munster are less successful. I mean, when when Ireland, and let's assume it's a when, maybe it'll be an if because there's so few countries who actually play rugby. But let's assume it's a, a when. I have to have a swipe when I can. Uh, let's assume it's a when there is a fallow period. Does that just support drift away? Perhaps, right? But I guess what happens is how big is the base? How many people drift away? What is it? Is it 10%? Is it 15%? Is it 50%? Whereas I would argue it would have been 50% 15 years ago where it looked like this is just a cyclical thing. But it turns out the rugby pyramid in Ireland is so well organised that the national team should always be relatively credible mm. we should always be like a, a World Cup quarter final should be our minimum really and so therefore there'll always be they can never really be worse than third or fourth in the championship and so some games will matter and I also think the fact that the clubs um, like so Munster have finally it looks like they've got their house in order over the last 18 months two years where there are some good young players coming through I think there are less uh, Lunster players now because Leinster are really good yeah, like a night out yeah. at the RDS is a really good night out it's far more inclusive than it would have been 20 years ago um, and the entertainment that you're getting there is genuinely world class they've got loads of money they've invested it really well in the team the IRFU obviously picked up the the bill for their best players and it's this kind of rolling ball of momentum so yeah absolutely when will the bandwagon have fewer people on it yeah but like twice as many people will be on it when the team goes bad than there would have been 15, 20 years ago. And yeah. that's a sign of progress. And I know uh, sometimes the criticism is made of the the school system still, that that's, you know, it's the private school system. They're still the, the, the feeders to the team. And they are. I mean, you look at the team and they're, they're without doubt they are. But, uh, I mean, that ignores the fact that you've got lots of other schools, like my old school. If you went back a generation before me in my old school and suggested there would be a rugby team in Kilkenny CBS, I mean, you would have been chased off the grounds of the school. Yeah. But when I was there, the likes of, say, Ian Dowling, who ended up playing for Munster, um, was there. And they fought really hard to get a, a team up and going. Yeah. And that team is still up and going. And when Ireland do go a little bit bad, uh, that team will still be up and going. The, the benefits of stuff like that are that uh, the net broadens for the good quality athletes who get spotted and become part of the team. And look, frequently, for whatever reason, a lot of the best young players who are 14, 15, go to uh, the private schools because they believe that's the best opportunity for them to get a Leinster contract and mm. or a Munster contract. And you would say that is still factually correct, but they are doing uh, good work to get the other schools and the club teams best players through the system as well the the lads from the Osbournes from NACE there's three or four of them I think who are going to end up playing for Leinster they all play for NACE Rugby Club as opposed to going to Newbridge College I think um, and that's that's another pathway so they do have loads of work to do on that mm. that's true I have seen people say oh it's not a team that's representative of the rest of the country and you're like uh, okay like does everybody have to serve every purpose at all times you know maybe that's not always the case um, let's uh, that's enough rugby you know that's, that's about yeah, as much as I can handle um, uh, football Ireland are playing France on Monday night uh, France are playing tonight though yeah France are playing uh, the Dutch tonight Kylian Mbappe uh, is El Capitan their, their new captain um, Le Capitan he spoke very, very well about his um, in a similar French accent to yours he, mm-hmm. about the honour that it was and you can't turn down the opportunity and it's great he's going to be a unifying captain and Do spoke, his teammates all agree? Good sentences and well pronounced. Um, Antoine Griezmann was unhappy apparently and was thinking of leaving the French football squad. I don't know. They said after this international break. Um, I, when these stories come out, you always have to, you know, but uh, it was such a big deal that 
They then staged this massive cake giving ceremony for his birthday in front of like for Griezmann for Griezmann just to make sure that he feels still a part of it. And he stood up and he made a speech. And so maybe they've managed to make peace. Kylian Mbappe doesn't strike me as the most unifying force. You know, he's basically taking control of Paris Saint-Germain in a type of contract that nobody's ever seen before, where he has influence over transfers. And some people are rumouring that his uh, um, influence over the team selection. Does he have the same with Didier Deschamps? I don't know. Is that the type of thing that a team wants? I don't know. Can I digress just for a moment with a little uh, interesting um, factoid? Go for it. So... uh, Kilkenny went quite a few years without Not Ireland um, and in the 1930s um, they felt they had to do something about it. There is a connection here with Kylian Mbappe picking a team. I I promise. So how it used to work is that every senior club in the county would have one selector uh, for the county senior team. And there was eight senior clubs. Eight selectors. Right? And it became unwieldy. So what they actually came up with and they won three All-Irelands with this system in place actually uh, is that the 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 wide selection committee? All eight selectors from the eight senior clubs. They would pick a panel of uh, twenty five players uh, to train, and then the day, the week of a match, a smaller selection committee. They would they would sorry they would knock it down to twenty players, and then on the day of the match, three players, as voted on by the rest of the panel of those twenty, would pick the team right. to play. So Larry Marr would have been one of them and then two others. Okay. They, they actually picked it. The, pl- the players picked the team. For that decade in Kenny, the players uh, wow. decided who played. It never happened to Cody, obviously. No, I'm surprised it didn't actually. He probably didn't know about the story, Jer. And if he had been told it, I'm sure Brian Cody would have said, you know what, lads, you have at it. You, go you, you guys, you guys yeah. picked the team. Um, that's what, that is amazing and Isn't incredibly progressive. Yeah. And obviously somebody knocked it on the head going, we can't be having the players. I'd say Mbappe heard about it though. Well, <laughs> I like the sound of that Lowry Mar guy. Hopefully he is less good at picking teams than um, Didier Deschamps because obviously they're massive favourites to beat us on Monday nights. It's going to be a great uh, atmosphere. We have Evan Ferguson mm-hmm. up and running. There's a doubt about Seamus Coleman so not quite sure yet whether or not he's going to play. I think we need him. Um, but I don't know. You can begin to have a little bit of hope that something is happening. Does it... Does it, it the average age of the team is really young and there's enough about them for us to have got behind them. You can see that there's been a complete change, that the the, the matches are way more full than they would have been under Martin O'Neill. There's no way that Martin O'Neill was getting 41,000 for a friendly against Lafayette. Um, and so I, I, I think uh, there's a cautious optimism growing, yeah. but it could be crushed 3 or 4 nil, And we could play really well and it could be crushed 3 or 4 nil by the second best slash best team in the world. All right, Evan Ferguson though gives us all hope. Uh, Ger Gilroy off the ball will be with you as always from seven o'clock. Ger, thank you very much. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.